This is Manya from Friendshipable, a Project BFF podcast. Along with my co-host Terry, we love talking about friendships, talking with others who think about friendships, and learning about these important relationships in our lives. If you like this content, please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash projectbff, or subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcast app. If you have a podcast, consider hosting it on Buzzsprout. We love it. They make it so easy. And we have a link in our show notes for you. Thanks. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Terry. How are you? I'm doing great, Manya. How are you? I'm also doing really well. I'm we always are doing well. Let's promise one another one day if it's raining and it's awful, we'll say that too, but we're glad to be here. Yes, yes. <laughs> I Yes. I promise. Next. We'll, we'll be 100% transparent. Not, and every time we've said we're great, we are being, we are great because yes. we're doing and this. Yeah. You know what? We talk about this all the time, how much we love doing this podcast for you. Uh-huh. Um, but we should tell you what we're talking about um, before you yeah. log off because you've heard us say these exact same things before. <laughs> um, today, we are talking about the science of mm-hmm. friendship. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a topic Terry, that we've touched on on several other episodes as yeah. well, um, but they is, were just calling it the science of friendship. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things that I'm sorry, go ahead. You took a breath. Go nope. for it. I have nothing to oh, say. You go. One of the things that struck me right away as we we looked around. Um, for research on this is there was one article had the article had a quote that sounded familiar to me because we promoted it before in our social media because it just really hits the nail on the head it's a quote from c.s lewis and it says friendships born at the moment a friend a friendship is born at the moment when one person that says to another what you too i thought i was the only one Yes. And it just, and even if you're not saying it, that's what you're finding that person to be the friend it really means. It's like, nope, you're not the only one. That is such a powerful experience. And Mm -hmm. I know you've experienced, I have, I know our listeners have. And, you know, we have that deep need to be to be understood and to be part of a tribe and mm-hmm. having finding a connection with somebody like that is huge. Uh-huh. And um, you know, they talked about um that one of the articles said that scientists are actually close to discovering like what the neurological source of that feeling and that connection is. Um they're trying to find out like, um, you know, like neurologically, scientifically, biologically speaking, can you see that connection? Is there, is there a reason, um, you know, for two different people to kind of like, are they literally on the same wavelength? Uh And I love that people are studying this first of all, because yeah, it's it's a fascinating topic, but it's, um, you know, it's, I like starting to dig into what makes us be friends with somebody. Um, 
you know, if you believe in, in love at first sight, kind of friend at first sight, but mm-hmm. I think there's, if you, if you believe in love at first sight, there's also hate at first sight. So it seems to me there's got to be something biological or neurological going on to make those feelings so strong. Right. I wonder if they really wanted to study that, that they'd have to find the pairings or groups of friends and do, you know, do blood draws and things like that or, <laughs> or, or MRIs or something to, to really kind of try to define that. And it, it's interesting. And just that whole concept of, you know, I found the other, another person, I found you um, at, in one of our more recent friendshipable cafes, we had a group of people together. Mm-hmm. And some people that you had known originally and some that I had known and um, and now we're all friends, but it reminded me of some instances that I had forgotten about and that happened five years ago or something like that. And it's like, that's right. We did that together. And it makes me now I start. So what is it that when we that person and I first met that it just kind of clicked that we we took the friendship all the way from being strangers to co-workers to friends to I know. travel companions I know like that so I, I'm just connecting the two because it's about the same thing about right. that's the science of it yeah right I mean we talk about in some of our other episodes we've talked about like the number of hours you spend with somebody before they're going to be a good friend it's it's sort of right. time right it's shared right. interest in time but I think the other piece of it is there's got to be some connection, like a spark. And, you know, in a romantic relationship, you would say there needs to be like an attraction. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe it's the, a similar kind of thing for friends that you can share activities, you can share beliefs, you can spend time together but still never, that person doesn't necessarily become a friend. They always stay in the coworker bucket, um, for example. Right, but right. But what is that, you know, it sounds like scientists are kind of getting to that point where what is that click, that that attraction that makes, you know, catalyzes the relationship into, yeah, this is actually going to be a friendship. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's another quote that we found um, where this is concerned is from Aristotle. So that that means this isn't new news at all. (laughs) um, But a a friend is another self. Yeah. So if we're seeing or not seeing or if we we don't even know we're realizing it, traits that we have are in that other person. And that's what yeah, absolutely. It's creating that. Yeah. You know, in the in the research, yep. there was a, um, I guess at UCLA um, a few years ago, some cognitive scientists did a study where they took um, students and they showed them unfamiliar video clips uh-huh. um, and looked at the brains of people who were... Um, watching those videos and people who knew each other had similar um, activity in in the same regions in their brain. And the closer the friends were, the more similar their brain waves were. 
And I think that kind of begs the question of, you know, chicken or the egg, Do the, are there brainwaves in sync because they're friends? Or is that the thing that underlying without anybody knowing it, that their brainwaves were similar and that's that spark that made people become friends? Right, right. Like you said, it's the same um, conversation that takes place around romantic connections or romantic partners but and um I think we we don't think about I think we sometimes think about friendships a little more clinically or or dispassionately you know Mm -hmm. I've spent x number of hours we share the same interests we should be (laughs) friends but I definitely think there's some sort of synchronicity or yeah yeah you know and episode 33, we talked with um, Jesper Algard mm-hmm. of the app Ven, and um, that is a friendship app, and they are doing research into what, you know, can, they're doing, they're working with artificial intelligence, and can you predict who is going to be a friend with somebody? Mm-hmm. And they're kind of getting at that same topic. What are mm-hmm. the the underlying factors that attract people to each other as friends. So um, again, like I said, we have talked about the subject because we love it. Um, But, you know, all sorts of people are doing work in that, in that area, trying to get out. What does it, what does it mean? Yeah. Yeah. Even though there at some, at some point you go, well, it just works. But there is, it is rather fascinating to kind of determine just the why of it all. Right. Um, right. Uh, and because it just as quickly doesn't work. We, I know, you know, we've talked over time about, you know, meeting people where you just kind of like this, no, it, they're nice, but there's no yeah. interest in sharing interest or, yeah. um, and I'm, I'm picturing too, when we've been in big groups of people, I mean, like large groups of people, like classes or conferences and stuff like that. And you tend to gravitate towards certain people mm-hmm. um, and not others. So yeah, the whole science of it, I'm glad somebody like, you know, Jesper is looking into it because um, it is fascinating. You don't want to put too much on it. You want to just kind of find the people who are your people, but, um, but yeah, there is something innate about it. Right. And like, like without knowing it, that person that I walked up to at the conference, it turns out we share some sort of particular brainwave that we would never know. Right. That's what makes us want to chat with each other. Um, it's so interesting. So, you know, so we've, we've kind of talked about the science side of what makes people be friends. And that's, you know, there are lots of people doing that kind of research and mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's an answer yet or there ever will be an answer, yeah. but you know, doing the, the research, I also came across something really interesting called the six rules of a great friendship mm-hmm. um, that were two psychologists from Oxford university in the eighties came up with this paper and they called it the rules of friendship. And I love it. And they're, you know, reading through them, they completely align with what I think about a friendship. So um, do you want me to just go ahead and read them? Yeah, yeah. So number one, stand up for each other in in the other's absence. 
right um, generally trust and confide in each other mm-hmm. trust is the word that comes up a lot yeah yeah support each other emotionally mm-hmm. support mm-hmm. another keyword mm-hmm. um, offer help if it's needed mm-hmm. um, i like this one try to prompt happiness in one another that's it's number five fantastic and number and six that's Go ahead. Yeah, number six is put in the effort to keep each other up to date on positive life developments. Um, But number five, I just love it. Try to prompt happiness in one another. Yeah, yeah. We can't make somebody else happy, but we can contribute to the circumstances in which they are happy. Mm -hmm. And bring a more positive um outlook to to something and just yeah you don't walk around like you know like you're oblivious to anything going on in the world but but definitely having a a positive and reflect that in the conversations or what that person's doing too so yeah be a positive force I thought about a couple of my friendships through this lens thinking, Mm -hmm. Oh, if this was a checklist, right? Like, Mm -hmm. okay. Are these people really great friends? Well, let's see. Do they stand up for me when I'm not there? Check. (laughs) Um, And I was like, yeah, you know, for all of the people I kind of put up against this, like, yep, yep, yep. A hundred percent to all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is very yeah well you they wouldn't be your friends if you you know maybe the interesting another interesting um consideration is for those individuals who we either started being friends with and then no longer see on a regular basis that would be interesting to go down that list to see because some of those weren't checked off right so you could you know, we talked with um, Amy LaFountain a couple episodes mm-hmm. ago on friendship breakups. Yeah. Just when you said that, that made me think, you know, if you look through this and, you know, yes, they tried to prompt happiness and they helped me when I need it, but she never stands up for me when somebody's saying something about me. Right. Then, you know, maybe it's interesting. This is a lens to look at. Is this friendship working or is it moving in the direction where these will all be checked off? Obviously yeah. early on. Yeah. These are not. yeah. But you could absolutely, if one or two or three of these were missing, realize, well, maybe that's why we're not as close. Right. Right. And that's what was missing from, even though we did some things together, we're not in close touch or not in touch at all anymore so and but that's that could um lend some understanding to why that act you know yep right well you know we were your gut was we were just talking about yeah like your gut and that sense of connection where sometimes we have it and we have no idea why and sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't have it and we have Mm -hmm. no idea why so i suppose this could be a way to maybe see, you know, what's going on inside our heads biologically and neurologically, but this is a way to kind of show that, Mm -hmm. you know, to show that connection. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't know that those two things really go together. I just really want them to go together. Yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly. So. I want it, you know what? On one hand, I want it to be able to be predictable. So we can say, yes, Manya, you and person A over there are going to be great friends, go. So, so take all of the... Uh the messy work out of it and just go yeah. directly to <laughs> but on the other hand i don't want that no i like the the serendipity and and the work that goes into it and the curiosity and i mean and that's just part of being human and the fun that goes into it too yeah. so yeah because that's yeah. what that's what growing and learning is all about yeah so, i suppose um, you know every once in a while it would be nice just to be able to use the checklist but yeah, i think yep you know or the, when you're confused about if this person should be a friend or is a friend right then i want to have the checklist somehow to be well, able to say then, yes or no then if you're really if you're interested in just kind of to using the checklist that means you already you know you probably already have a pretty good idea that something's not you know yeah Big picture. Let's, or let's go get a brain scan together and see if we're compatible. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, there was one question that was asked um, in the, the research we looked at, and it was, why do best friends matter? And I, you know, they, it, it's, it matters, it, taking a lot from what we already just talked about, but it matters for um, a lot of reasons. Best friends matter for our our well being, for for having people to trust with our our friendship and our um, interest in them. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, going back to Aristotle's quote, a friend is another self. It's an extension of yourself. You're, I never thought friends are extensions of ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about your best friends, um, they meet, you know, these sort of six rules of a great friendship, right? Mm -hmm. You're, and they're an extension of you and they will stand up for you and they will, they will fight for you. Um, either literally or metaphorically right. if needed. Right, um, right. And they will support you emotionally and help you if you need it and mm -hmm. um, and work for your happiness. So it's a, you know, there's this great line from Goodwill Hunting, um, or I'm not sure it's a line, but um, Robin Williams is talking to Matt Damon's character and he was, um Matt Damon's character was talking about his his good friends and who could he really support and he named uh -huh. one of his close friends who, and I'm not remembering the name um and Robin Williams said well yeah he would walk in traffic for you and I liked that you know I I don't like that in I wouldn't like to see that right. play out in real life right but I like right. that thought mm -hmm. that someone who just stands up for you, loves you, trusts you enough that they mm -hmm. would, you know, jump into traffic and try to stop cars for you. Um, and I think about that a lot, you know, when I'm, yeah, when I yeah. think of the really strong friendships that I have in my life, I'm like, yeah, 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 you know? 
One thing I, I thought a lot about in the past few weeks is I um, several months ago took a, a week long trip with five other friends. There were six of us traveling together on a totally new experience for all of us in Europe. And when I came back and started my routine again, and I went back to, you know, did walked into work and it's like, all right, I'm here again. Um, and then just started a lot of routines for them uh, for a good month afterwards. I described it to people as I just didn't feel right. And I wasn't sick. I wasn't, I just didn't feel right. Um, and I shared it with my niece who is, she's, old enough in their early thirties to have wisdom already around this. And she really kind of, she had a very interesting perspective on it. She, she reminded me that it was something that I'd never done before. Mm -hmm. And I've never done it with these five friends before. And we mm -hmm. all did it together. And it was a very, you know, the intensity of doing that together. Yeah. And that when I came back, I still have friends and, and everything, but it was the, unique aspect of what we did together and our our and be reflecting one another and impacting one another yeah that apparently I was moved by it to a degree I couldn't recognize I just knew something was off and what was off was a, was a in in fact a very nice thing to have taken place so yeah yeah an experience that I couldn't express before so and I thanked her for her therapy even though she's not a therapist and we went on our way but anyway yeah, the reason I mentioned it is that it is an example of the science of friendship of my not knowing why I was feeling that way and I probably was missing the closeness of that experience that we had Right, right. So. And you know, you guys created an atmosphere, I'm sure for that time you were together, uh, you know, you were able to trust each other, you were supporting it, each other as you needed. So it was this little microcosm of the friendships with probably all of those six rules of the friendships, you yeah. were standing up for each other, you know, one of you was was holding up the bus, so they didn't leave without you, right, right, um, you know, after the the tour. And so, um, yeah, yeah, it was probably like a little microcosm of all of those things of, yeah, of this, you know, built on the strength of your friendships. Yeah, yeah. So but somebody else had to take a look at it and say, Okay, this is what you're saying, you really you didn't realize it. So yeah, so I just wanted to share that because I think, we, you know, we all have, have had an experience like that. And, um, and, but what you just described too, really lends a lot to it as well, that so many facets take place when we do place our trust in, in our friends yeah. and we do things um, yeah. that really change us and impact us. Yeah. Well, you know, I was just thinking, you know, you well, were you're we just, traveling yeah. um, together to a place you'd never been like mm -hmm. they were your tribe right you guys were each other's tribe that's true in this yeah. in this unfamiliar world that mm -hmm. you know and so every you day kind of, new yeah yeah so yeah so thanks okay. but yes so that's exactly what it was so that's i think that's that was a very yeah emotional and scientific aspect of it mm -hmm. so, nice yeah so so maybe we can, we just have a moment or two. And I think, um, yeah, just thinking about, yeah, the 
thinking about the science of it and we talk a lot about what makes you know what what causes individ some individuals to be friends and some not and i think as we talk on these podcasts we're finding we're learning a little bit more about what uh, what the researchers think about it but it still is a big mystery i know it is <laughs> it is and but like you said you know I, there's value to it being a mystery too yes there's, yeah um you know it's kind of fun to explore and um not always have everything be able to be checked off on a checklist right right very good so well that was more fun getting ready to say goodbye i wanted to let our listeners know this is our um last episode for the month of june mm -hmm. and we're taking a little bit of a break so there will be just one episode in july if you if you're listening to this when we um in 2022 and there will be one episode in august mm -hmm. and both of those will align with the um, friendshipable cafes for each of those months but we're not going to be yes. we're not going to be having any interim episodes and we'll get back to our weekly schedule in september mm -hmm. um, so you know Looking we're going to miss you not completely but Looking just need to take you know we've got some vacation we're taking a little bit of a break for summertime yeah and if you've missed it's a good opportunity if you've, you've when you look down the list of topics for the podcast if you've missed any of them to go back and visit with them absolutely you can mm -hmm. still hear friendshipable even though there's going to be some fewer new episodes we've got right. i think what is like 46 already in the can mm -hmm. so there's mm -hmm. something for you to listen to if you're interested um great well then everybody have a great day and terry i will see you for our next episode all right bye bye everyone <laughs>